That's about right. Just, Welcome to Universal Now. Yeah. <laughs> In this very first episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about Encanto, a movie that I think it was the best movie this year for the following reasons. Here at my side is Brian. Brian. My name is Brian Taveras, and I'm happy to be here. Chanel. What's up? I'm Chanel. Um, I freaking love this movie. I grew up watching Disney, Pixar, Ghibli films. I'm a freaking animation nerd. Um, and I'm excited to talk about all and everything that was in it. I totally agree with you, Chanel. My name is Stephanie, by the way. And yes, uh, I believe this movie was one of the greatest movies that came out 2021. And I think we should definitely talk about it and talk about the great aspects this movie comes up with. I, I want to talk about first. Well, the very first thing that they show us in the movie and is the relationship from Maribel, which is the main character, with her house. We're going to assume you've seen the movie already, but just in case you haven't, the whole plot of the movie is this family that comes from a foreign land, I think from this one is Colombia, and they come from a different place where they're being chased by some, let's call them rebels and they're burning things and they're running from their country to another place and the father has to sacrifice that's how the movie starts uh the father has to sacrifice to save uh their family and uh something magical happens and they get given a magical house where they create a town around them that revolves about their uh, around their gifts each person each member of this family biological member of this family has a gift and the main character each person gets a gift when they come to age. The main character finds out that supposedly she doesn't get a gift um, on her coming of age. And we're walking with her through uh, her experience in this family and um, her experience by losing the potential of losing these gifts for yeah, issues that are happening in the family. They start by showing how strong the relationship is the the house is alive by the way the house is alive move things they can it can decorate itself give your shoes tell you about the time it's like an alexa and steroids do you think this means something when you like the house moving and stuff or like the relationship i what, what i took from the house being alive was that was the husband in a way it could alive, be alive but it's not told it it, it could be but what I mean, like, there's a special, re and, and we're going to revisit this. Just keep it in the back of your head. We're going to revisit this. Brian, you have any opinions about this? Uh, not anything to say, but I, 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 do, I do think that it's, I, I do see the relationship. We, we're we're going to come back to this. So just keep it on the, on the back of your head. Let's fast forward to when. Sorry, my, I just want to say my quick opinion on it, just because I've seen so many Disney films, um, and I know how Disney animators' heads work. Honestly, there's always like some sort of like animal or like some weird like um like familiar. item, some sort of familiar. And in this movie, it just happened to be a house. And I'm sure there is a deeper meaning to it, but um that's just my thought. I thought the animators hmm. thought, hey, it's really it's gonna be really freaking fun to animate a whole freaking house that's just alive. And I hate you because you just broke my heart. It's, that's probably exactly what it means. And there's no more to it. But we're not here to do that. We're here to overthink the shit out of things. So and yeah, we're, we're going to come back to it. 
we're, we're here to project our feelings I'm on sorry, this movie. I'm sorry, just ruined your whole <laughs> Not to make sense of it. I'm here to help the re- to help my own relationships, not to to explain the animator's wishes. <laughs> but yeah, let, let's go back to that and let's fast forward all the way to when she grew up, kind of, and and she's at the age that we're gonna see it, uh, the rest of the movie. And did you notice that she was the last one? of the kids that was brought by the grandma to a door and then she was walking the next generation to the first magical door i did not notice that yes so let's leave that there but it's important to know now that she was the the first one to walk the 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 next generation to the door which the grandma usually did because we see that scene when the grandmas bring her to the door Mm -hmm. but now that the that kid is asking her to bring him to the door, right? You mean Antonio? <laughs> yeah, Antonio, the 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 smallest the, the smallest kid that is uh, getting their gift, and and after um, Maribel didn't get hers, so everybody's mm-hmm. nervous. Everybody, it's all over the place. You know, I watched the film today the fourth time, but it took me two times to realize that to know, you know. That's why I say, oh, yeah, you didn't notice it. This yeah. is the second time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually interesting that you pointed out. And the first one to go down is Luisa. Luisa is the strongest out of all of them. Mm. The very, like, she's, she's just strong. She can move a church, she can move a mountain, but she's the first one to fall. Right. Like, in her powers. And I feel for Luisa a lot. Why? Because they do this thing, and, and I think I pointed out before in, in, in off, off the microphone. One, if you see the video of, of them talking, you can tell on Luisa's face as like, man, I need help. They're so, she's so strong, right? She's very strong. She's the, the, the strongest out of them all. But she's the first, she's the first one to fall. Second, it seems like she's the most desperate of them, like about her weaknesses. And, and she has the most doubts about it, but she still has to carry on. You I just want why? to clarify, just to paint a picture, she's strong physically. Right. She's, she's buff. Yes. She's that's just, her power. She yeah, can that's move her power. mountains she has super and, strength. and fix and heavy. She things. can move churches. She can move bridges. She, she gets present, like, the most iconic thing is her carrying, like, five donkeys at the same time and moving them around. And, and who noticed this is Maribel, who doesn't have any gift. Maribel has no gift, but I think she's like the strongest one of all the characters since the beginning. She's, she's very strong emotionally. She's so strong that even though if she lives it, it's very stressful to live in a family like that. Imagine you live in a family where everybody has superpowers and you're, well, that kid, that. <laughs> when you say that she was the first one to, to notice something, what you mean like she's the first one to know that there's something wrong with Luisa? She's not, that's not truly the case. She's not the first one to notice it, but she's the first one to do something about it. And, and yes, the uh, one of the other kids, what was Dolores, who, she, who can hear everything, she, she doesn't notice that Luisa is weak. She noticed no. that Luisa is nervous because she can actually hear, because her superpower is to hear. She can hear her eye twitching. She said, oh, I think Luisa is nervous because her eyes twitching. I can hear it. It's not that she knows there's something wrong with her, but Maribel goes ahead, goes ahead and says like, yo, what's wrong? 
And she's like, nothing's wrong. I was like, yeah, but your eyes twitching. What's wrong? And she's like, well, I'm the strongest one. I can carry everything. But man, I wish I could relax. Like you all depend on me. And it's so stressful. And I think it happens so much in, in every, every day. We, we, put, we, we put so much um, pressure on people. And by the way, go listen to the song. Not sponsored, by the way, but Pressure, the song. <laughs> It's the song from the movie. And it, and, and, and it explains everything. She, she talks about, well, I can move everything. I can break everything. I can hold everything. But under the surface, God damn, I'm struggling. Like, if I'm not able to carry something, everybody's going to go down and it's my fault. I'm responsible for everything. I'm stressed. I, I don't know if I can make it every day. I'm, I'm carrying all this weight. And, and I want, and, and you can tell she wants to, and she's not complaining. She's more like, I'm actually worried that one day I'm not going to be able to do it or I'm going to fail somebody or, or, or I'm not going to be enough. Yeah. And I think that like was what was very um, apparent to me when I first like, heard her say that on her her song which again fucking badass um is that it's very realistic to the pressure one the pressure that we put on people who don't openly display that like mental weakness that um they appear strong just because they were taught or are able to hide those those certain things about themselves um and two the pressure that we put on perhaps like older siblings that um you know they're the first and they know all of the traumas and all of the family secrets and you know they have to protect the younger siblings um from those things because they're they're the oldest they It's like this invisible job that we place on older siblings. And it's not that they have to, but it's 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 almost like an invisible obligation that they feel like they need to do. And, and I think you're spot on, but it, I'm going to take it even beyond that. I think we, we put that pressure on everybody. And a great example, it's um, the pressure we put in parents. It's like, Yes, she's the strong one. She's supposed to carry everything and she's supposed to be able to carry everything. And me and Brian were talking about it the other day and, we're and we were just mentioning, it's like, yeah, parents are just other people. They have kids. They have no idea what they're doing either. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure it out. But at the same time, well, they, you, you can't see that as a kid. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's unfair. So we need to be aware that sometimes we're, we're not in control. And, and it's, and it's um, important that, that we know that it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And there's something that I think about, there's something that I think about a lot. And it's that I am soon going to be the same age that my mother was when she had me. And <laughs> you can think about the pressure of just having a child and having to take care of a child. But if you put that pressure on you at the age like me as someone who doesn't have any children and I'm almost the age that my mom was when she had me. Like I can think, oh, if I had a child, I would be freaking out. I do not know. <laughs> like I wouldn't know how to handle all these questions, all these issues that as a parent, I'm expected to be able to solve. And as a child, when they look up, they look so much like, oh, they have the answers. They're their parent. Mm -hmm. 
the parents are probably like, oh my God, I just traumatized Timmy. <laughs> like this kid is going to need therapy because of what I just told them. And even if they're not able to look into like retrospective and say, okay, how do I fix it? They may just be like, oh, I, I can't tell them that I was wrong because I'm a parent and I am right. And, and, and it's just a lot of, it's, it's just a lot of pressure uh, on adults and parents on like, hey, you need to be perfect. And, and it's something you get to understand later in life where it's just like, hey, this person is supposed to be my pillar, but they're struggling. And, and they are feeling like if they fail, they're failing not only them, like they're failing me. And like, um, like Chanel mentioned, it's, um, it's not only about parents, also like, like older brothers have that same like responsibility where it's like, hey, parents constantly tell you, hey, you're the oldest one, you need to be an example. Hey, you're the oldest one, you need to take care of this. When you can't do something, your, your mother's gonna ask you, hey, but ask your brother, uh, he, he may know. And, and your brother, it's expected to figure it out because they're older and they have been, they have been the path that you went through. So they're a good compass to guide you. But a lot of the times it's like, it's like, yeah, it, it is a lot of pressure. Even if it's not implied that this person needs to be perfect, they're the person that you're sent to. And they get the message where it's like, hey, well, if this person has expected me to be a pillar, then I should be a pillar. But I am freaking out. <laughs> like I am yeah. freaking out. I do not know how to be a pillar. Yeah. And um, just to add to that, and I can't remember where I heard this from. I think it was this um, psychiatrist um, who had recently had like their second child. Um, and I remember how she said that when you have that second child, the first child, it, it, I mean, I don't know if I would call it like a traumatizing experience, but like you, th this first child is still a child. And then all of a sudden, they have to also, like also take care of another human, right? Like they may be four years apart in age, but they are still a baby. And so it's, it's like this weird growing up um, that I think that first child has to do. And, and not, you know, to like an extreme extent, because they can still you know, be children and um, enjoy their childhood together, obviously. But I, I do think there is like, you know, if, if your, your little brother or sister gets in trouble, um, you know, there is a responsibility that we put on the older child for that when I don't think they <laughs> ever asked for it, you know? I honestly think that talking based about the movie itself I didn't think yeah Louisa did suffer a lot of problems as in like she had she was the one that had to fix you know things as in like oh she's strong so can you fix the wall can you carry my donkeys that was her task of the town because that was her specialty power that was her blessing that she had but I think it's not just for her because she's the oldest it applied to everyone that had the had blessings everyone had to be perfect because the abuela wanted everybody to be perfect because she she saw it as hey everybody needs to be this way that's what she thought the encanto was like everybody has to be um giving to the community like use your power for good um and 
the one that was getting the most pressured, in my opinion, was Maribel. That wait, wait, wait. I want to. I want to stay on Luisa. I want to stay on Luisa for a second because I want to. I want to um, keep talking. Um, I, I think you know was going to 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 where I, I I'm trying to hit this, and and it's the responsibility we put on people. We, we and, and we're gonna go to that in a second. Um, but we we're not. I, I don't want to jump forward on the on the story of the movie. Uh, I, I want to keep on Luisa because I think is there, there's still something very important that we need to cover there. And the, the there's the point of yes, there's a lot of benefits of doing this. I mean, people get uh, learn how to take responsibility of certain things. You, you it, there's there's a lot of benefits, that's, uh, but there's an issue with that. And and an issue that that carries to to after in life, way after in life, that you're expected to know things, or or or, or in this case, be able to do things. Well, she can carry everything because she's strong, and well, she will carry everything, and she's expected to do so, even though she feels like she won't, and everything's breaking. Well, you're you have to carry everything. I, I strongly believe that we need to move to a, a, a more community-friendly approach of things. That, yeah, I understand you don't know everything, but I know something, you know something, you can carry something, I can carry something. You, and, and don't mind you, we have to take advantage of people's abilities to do things. Hell, I, there's, there's things that, you, the, the, that Stephanie can do, that you know, Brian can do, that I can do, and there's... You know, I, I should take advantage of that. Right. But it is easier if um, you are able to see, yeah, I need help. Yeah. And, and, and it's very important. And, and, we're see, and we see it developing, and it's happening now. That, and you can see that with, with uh, mental awareness of people, like mental sickness. There are more people now asking for help because they can. And, and now because we're saying, yo, it's, it's okay to, to ask for help. <laughs> you, you don't need to be able to carry everything. It's all right. You need to, you need to be able to do this. You, you need to be able to ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very effective. Yeah. And, and sorry, just to like support that point. I think it is like um, a two-way street in that regard, right? Where it's like um, you... On, on the person on the other side, um, receiving that help from that person um, to be able to acknowledge like, hey, like this person, like even though they're good at, at doing what they do, right? And this can apply to everyone with like their day-to-day -day jobs, right? You're, you're good at doing your job, but at some point, even though you're good at doing your job doesn't mean you can get bombarded by like 50 rushed requests right because you <laughs> you're human and you need um you need help you need to be able to also say on on the opposite side hey i know i'm doing a great job at this and i love doing this but i i can't do this much and i i think you you like bring up a really good point where it's like um Luisa coming to, or I mean, I don't know if she reached that point. She did open up with Maribel um, in terms of like 
hey, I'm a little stressed out right now. Um, but she was still worried about her weaknesses throughout the movie. She never got to a point where she was like, hey, I need help. <laughs> like, I, I actually can't do this anymore. Um, and that's important for people to to understand and to like come to terms with like but but they do at the end they do address like that she goes yeah I sometimes I cry and every and and all the other girls are like yeah so do I mm -hmm. you are allowed to do to be weak right sometimes you're not feeling strong it, like she's still strong by the way at the end of the movie she's right. still very strong but now yeah you don't have to do as many things because you're strong Mm -hmm. And mind you that you have, the, as you just piggybacking over the things that you said the, that you said before, that you're able to do as many things doesn't mean that you should actually do all of them. Exactly. And it's better for you to, if you're strong, yeah, carry the most weight because, well, you're stronger, but know when to say, okay, this is the moment where I need to stop and I need to um, take care of me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's going to help you ultimately to be more effective um do things better um, um it's gonna help you overall um let's let's leave luisa behind but before that um let's um talk about bruno we don't, <laughs> don't talk, talk about, about bruno. bruno we don't talk about bruno <laughs> not, yet, <Ali. laughs> not yet not yet but she opened up to maribel yeah. maribel went to her door and said like hey there's something that I know it's bothering you and there's something wrong. Let's, let's put discovery. that there. Let's put that there. Let's put that there. Who's next? Maribel. It's I, Mirabel. Mirabel? Sí. Is it Mirabel? Sí, Mirabel Madrigal. Oh, oh I, I've been saying Maribel the whole time. Yeah, I thought it was Maribel. I was convinced it was Maribel. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. It's my fault. Let, let's talk about Mirabel and Mirabel's power. Um, she doesn't want one, even though she says she does. She's, she's, she's happy. She seems happy. Al, although but you can see her. She discovers that later, not in the beginning. No, I think at the beginning she doesn't want one either. Um, I beg to differ. Because, How come? Because her thrive was to be accepted, right? She wanted to do, do, be a part of the Madrigal, even though she is. She literally is. She's you just said it. That's not wanting a gift. But though. that's she what you said right now. Family. Yeah, she, she, she wants to be, she doesn't want to be. Uh, and, and mind you, when people are not, not talking about she not having a gift, she's actually very helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she's okay until the whole gift situation comes so around. So what happened to the song? when i forgot the name of the song but she said give me another a miracle. chance waiting for a miracle i'm waiting for a miracle but she's begging to the miracle give me another chance meaning i want what they have but that's, that's not the a thing. game i feel like she sees in that scene she sees her family together celebrating taking a picture everybody's gathered hugging each other but she's not there she's in the sidelines just staring at her family and she's like they all have quote-unquote miracles and granted, they Man. they don't all have miracles because her dad is there and the husband of the wife, it's also like there. So the whole family is there. But I feel like, and I'm not a psychologist, but I will talk about trauma. And I feel like uh, Maribel's traumas is like, hey, to be part 
like to be accepted, to be here, to be part of the family, I need a gift. And and also the family and the grandmother put so much value and like, hey, if you have a gift, like you're part of like the family. You're useful. Yeah. So she doesn't feel part of the family, even though she is she's very useful. She keeps everybody from making messes. She's cleaning things everywhere. She's like making sure the show is running. Uh-huh. The only thing she doesn't have is a quote unquote gift, but what well, she does like, uh, and, and she's there, but she doesn't feel like it. She's being told, hey, you don't have a gift. So you're not as part of the family. So she's like, hey, what do I need? I need a gift just so that they can love me how they love each other so that I can be part of that picture, yeah. which at the end of the movie, they, she is part of the picture. No, and not only that, she says it on that song and that, that very song, she says it. She doesn't want a miracle. She wants a miracle so that she so they can see her. She specifically says, I want a miracle so they see who so they can see who I really am. She just wants to be accepted. Like everybody keeps like and and you can see from the beginning of the movie she has very clear who she is, who she isn't, what she doesn't want, what she wants, but everybody else but her is like, "Oh, what's her gift? Oh, you don't have a gift? That's messed up. I will be really sad." That's Damn, you poor get little girl. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Girl's an asshole. <laughs> Kick that little girl in the face. Um, I would be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I think what I when I said I think she does want a gift, it's in the concept of you know the same reason people want money. It's like I want money so I can get things, and so her currency is if i got a gift i can be part of my yeah, family like i can be in that photograph i right. can actually help and do stuff but guess what she was pushed to the side by her own grandmother be like hey why don't you just like you know step out of the way and let us do it and that's where her thrive to figure out what can she do to prove herself happens and to me that's when the movie starts it's when she sees that crack the house is about to fall apart and i think and and i don't know i don't think she really wants to prove herself like herself it's more like i want to show you guys who i am like i can do this and and from the beginning she's very aware of absolutely everything like and i feel like that's why the house chooses like to show her yeah i'm breaking apart and and you have to help me and she's like, she catches it right away and says, oh, this house is falling apart. She sees everybody. She sees everybody from a different perspective. She sees everybody for who they are. She sees Luisa. She sees everybody. And she's like, how can I help? How can I help this? And, and, and even more, once she's re- she realized that maybe there's a possibility she could be breaking things, she's like, I want to help. And I want to know if I'm the one breaking things so I can fix it because I don't want to keep breaking things. And I think it's all about the pressure she, she gets uh, put on by, by everybody that it's convinced that since she doesn't have a, a gift, she's not helpful or she doesn't have an apparent gift. She's not helpful and uh, she should step out of the way. What? Do, I, what? Go ahead. No, what you were going to say? No, I, I was just wondering, why do we always seem to want more than what we have? Well, I mean, I mean, it's not. 
who do you say that like based on no none of them actually oh, okay all right what, what what do we see what, what why i mean i guess in a in a way like goals are like attainable but one thing about goals and accomplishing goals and getting things you want is that once you do you feel great but then you look at yourself and you're like all right now what <laughs> like i i got I got this thing now there has to be like I, I feel like it's purpose and and sometimes like me misguided purpose uh like whether it is like you want more money or you want more love or more so and so like you're not really looking into re like retrospective on like what you need it's more like hey I I don't see any other like immediate direction and like what do I do what do I get what what's like the next conquer so I'm just I'm just gonna want more of this uh, and try to like figure meaning uh, through that way. That's just, I think it's a very primitive thing. It, and it comes from like, yeah, I mean, if you, if you were to think, if, you, if you're able to, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm able myself to put yourself in a, in a state where you're thrown in the world by yourself to figure it out and you don't know what to do. And then you you have to constantly move forward because otherwise you can't figure things out. You can't find food. You can't find shelter. Like as primitive people, we 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 were not always. We never had a perfect thing. You had a cave that was good enough until something bad enough came, and that cave was not good enough anymore. And I and I think it comes from there, and it's overrated. You know, I think you're very very insignificant and purposeless oh thank you <laughs> and and Damn. and and i'm talking about a Put bigger picture in the smaller picture we're not we all have us uh, uh, to serve something he was looking at me when he said that <laughs> so i feel very attacked this is but 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 and and where i where i'm trying to get to from this is do you really need a purpose to things in the bigger scale? I mean, if, if do you have a purpose? Well, that's I feel like this is a very heavy topic that I have given <laughs> a lot of thought uh, in the last couple of months. Uh, so I, I don't know if uh, like this is overextend of like, and you're going to see this in the movie. next episode of Nano. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like, I feel like it depends. Um, for instance, like I can I can talk on my like my own own opinion about this because I feel like it's a very personal topic and it doesn't matter like I feel like there's no truth on this answer it's very personal and and I can give you like my uh, aspect of it it's like I don't I'm not a spiritual person in the sense of like I I don't believe uh, in most like just like spiritual like philosophic philosophies in the way of like there, there's something bigger than like us than me which I, I feel like for the, like, just as human, that that is very intimidating, at least to me, because the way that I see it is like, okay, there's, there's no gods, there's no anything having our back, there's, uh, there's just what it is, and what it is, is shitty, like, what it is, is just like, the world and the world, it's beautiful, and it's amazing, but it also can be cruel, and life, like you said, I believe is insignificant. But what does that mean in a way is that since life, it's meaningless and there's no other, 
there's no other purpose to it other than leaving it and making the best out of it, then uh, you can like have the pressure of like, well, if this is what it is, then I have to do something great because uh, I give life meaningless. And if, I mean, I give life meaning. And if my life is meaningful and if I died and my life was just not, uh, didn't have any meaning, then that was on me. It wasn't on, it wasn't on some deity. Like there was not a plan for me to follow. There was no uh, like a celestial being that put me here for a purpose. So I need to give myself this. Uh, and, and, and it can, but like I said, it's very personal. I mean, if, it's, if, everybody takes it differently, but it's just like, that's how I see it. I think like, if you put it that way, you can go to, into a rabbit hole of like, like this, this is the meaning, this is not, this is the meaning. But what if, yes, life is completely meaningless. You are completely insignificant and that's okay. And you should chill because of it. That is, that's why I say it's a very personal <laughs> and, thing, because that's one way. And I'm when I say chill, I don't mean, well, life is meaningless. So stop going to, the, to your job uh, and, 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 and don't go to school. Stop paying taxes. Stop paying taxes. Pay your taxes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is not what I'm heading to. This, these are just things that we made up. This, this is all made up things. Yeah. That's all things we made up to have a better life, believe it or not. You pay taxes. So when you go in your car that, somebody made up because they work um, and you go to your job and your car, the streets work and things just work. Things just work. You don't have to worry about, I don't know how to grow things. A lion killing you. That's not a worry. It's not a worry. I don't know how to grow things. So that, that's important. So I'm not saying things are not important. I'm mm -hmm. saying that maybe it's not a great meaning to it. We're, we're the same equivalent of I don't know, some grass that grew and, or some mold that grew in the bathroom ceiling because it was too humid and it just grew and then you're going to kill it. And it, that's just, it is to it. That's, I don't know how you can say that with such like a positive. Like, <laughs> because it like, is yeah, positive. Mold growing in the, growing Be, in the because bathroom. <laughs> it's not, because it's not. We are very complicated. We're more complicated than that. But that doesn't mean that you go ahead and create a whole meaning about it. We're, we're just very intricate. We're more intricate mm -hmm. than mold. So that means that you can go to the movies and enjoy it and see Encanto and you freaking, and, you, and you made a podcast and I'm going to go later, drink a juice or a pina colada and, and I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be nice. I'm just saying we need to be aware that sometimes just things just are. And I think that will eliminate a lot of, a lot of the things we give reason that have no reason mm -hmm. and, and, and eliminate a lot of unnecessary rules that we put to ourselves and and i don't know live a better life become the superhuman yeah if we stop worrying about like what's the meaning of life i have to do something no you don't you do something if you want and if you want to accomplish something but if you don't want to accomplish something well that's okay too you're alive and enjoy it <laughs> while it lasts it's gonna last very short i mean relatively speaking But let's go back to the yeah, I want to um, hear, hear what Stephanie has to say about this. Uh, it was a lot that was said. <laughs> I don't know. What can I say? What is the meaning of your life, Stephanie? Tell me, piece of it's mold. What, do you, like, what is the meaning of your life? It's because we. I felt like we started talking about Mirabel and you started talking about her purpose and you said why she needs to be more. That's how it started? It, I yes. want to go back to that. You want to go back to Mirabel? Yes. Okay. Because 
that's very important in the story why what's her purpose why is she there why she has no powers what was wrong with her um and she can't answer that herself but um damn i forgot i got lost what i was gonna say (laughs) 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 i feel like it's just like this conversation went on so i don't know um so we we agreed the last thing we said we agreed that mirabel didn't want a miracle she wanted to be accepted. She wanted to yeah, be there. Uh, noticed. That's the miracle she wanted. Yeah, that's, she wanted a yeah. miracle that could bring her closer to her. She, she didn't want a literally superpower like everybody yeah. else. Like everybody else thought she needed to want. Yeah. Or or she needed well, to have. Maybe she thought that. No, she no. I think that. she. I think she had that very clear. She didn't want a miracle. She want. I mean, she wanted to. She wanted to others to realize that she was okay without a miracle and she was useful without a miracle. She can. Uh, she can do things it's just to throw it out there is is the house the father the father yeah you you see how you mean the grandfather right the 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 father of the whole family yeah the the grandfather you you, we see the house being born when the grandfather dies and they get the miracle well the miracle which is this candle that grows and and it grew after the father died after the grandfather thinking about what you said just now um and like (laughs) literally scenes of the movie like entered into my head like a flashback um I think I think there's a really good possibility that it could be the grandfather because looking on how the like scenes played out the grandfather died and his life force entered the candle <laughs> right he's the incompetent yeah he is he is whatever this like or maybe his sacrifice is the encanto we we see we oh, see oh, a oh, lot oh, of oh. sacrifice in the movie we do um and so you know Juan Mirabel has a really good connection with the house um I also think that uh her seeing the cracks I remember there was a certain scene when she first saw the cracks happening. It focused specifically on his portrait. Yes, it went through it. Yeah. It went right through it. Yeah. But there was like a specific way they filmed that where it, it like zoomed in very specifically on that portrait. Yep. And then with the visions that she was seeing in um, Bruno's uh, premonition, there's that butterfly um that you see in it which is like the same color that like the the candle emanates that's like that bright yellow and energy and i don't know if you guys noticed this when they met the grandmother and the grandfather there's it was a butterfly theme i don't know if you noticed she made some kind of not origami but paper art when mm. she was kind of breaking down that she was pregnant with with, with triplets mm-hmm. and in between the triplets there were butterflies mm-hmm. i didn't know that uh, everything is yeah everything is all designed in butterfly mirabel's dress has butterflies yeah. the yep. house has butterflies yeah everything yeah. is is around the butterfly since the beginning of of, mm-hmm. of uh, the relationship with the grandmother and the grandfather um to mirabel which is the one of the youngest and in, mm-hmm. in the new generation yeah oh and just um and the last thing i was going to say about like him potentially being the house um in the last scene where you see the butterfly 
is when Mirabel was hugging her grandmother. And I mean, obviously where they hug is a very important place because that's where he, you know, was sacrificed. And that like really beautiful, like scene where all the butterflies just like start swirling around them. I feel like, you know, I think the grandfather was leading Mirabel to that place where she was supposed to be. Like, I think he almost knew that this was all going to happen somehow. Right. And they just needed it to, to actually happen. And so like, I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the candle existing after that. Right. Like they don't, they don't show. Right. They, they, they're, it's not clear if they, if they get the, because, um, spoiler alert after everything goes past that point yeah <laughs> after <laughs> after the beginning <laughs> <laughs> after everything is done everything is destroyed uh, right. uh the house comes back and but we we don't get shown whether it's a candle or not so i wouldn't know you you, you like... think there's a there's a meaning like there's a connection of, of like the house being the grandfather and then uh mirabel being like the only one able to see the crack I don't think there were actual cracks. It was more like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm breaking. I need you to see this. I think, um, sorry, and, and this is still like connected to what I was saying. Um, I think I think the grandfather said goodbye in that last scene with the, with the butterflies. Because again, we don't see the candle at the end. So we don't we don't know specifically what's powering this. But I think. I think the grandfather passed down the Encanto to Mirabel. I think she's the candle at the uh, end because she like powers the house up. I mean, I think they're all the Encanto. I, I think the Encanto uh, is the miracle, the blessing that they all have. I, right? I think that the 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 point, and, and we're gonna visit that uh, more towards the end. But I think the point, the whole point of the thing is that yeah, you are all my gift. This is the gift. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think and I only think like at the beginning that the, the there's this connection with the grandfather, Mirabel, and the house. And it's more like it's it's just transition. Right. It's a transition. And 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 I'm I'm gonna talk about it in a second. After we're talking about we after we talk about blessings themselves. Should should you like? Do you have to? If you have a talent, do you have the duty like to do it? Like, let's say Chanel is really good at cleaning. Does does Chanel have to really clean? <laughs> There's something that Bruno says in the movie where he says, "My I I think my my real gift was always acting." <laughs> and I don't I don't know if it was just for the gags. No, I don't know if it was just for the gags. But but if you look at the um, and I don't know, we don't talk about Bruno. And, and we're let's, talk, let's talk about Bruno. Talk about Bruno? <laughs> let's talk about Bruno. Okay, can I start? Can... Talk about Bruno. Okay, I'm gonna talk about Bruno. No, I, he does mention it's like oh my true gift is like acting, and and I feel like it's said jokingly and it really like it's funny moment. But I th I think he means it because one one thing it's um. That in this family, whatever the door gives you defines you. Uh, because the grandma would say, okay, you have to do this because the, the door gave you this gift. Um, like Bruno in, in the plot, like every time he gives, like everybody, we don't talk about Bruno because Bruno uh, left or was banished or we don't know what happened to him because we don't talk about him. And 
the stories, the rumors is that he always told people uh, these horrible things that were going to happen to them. And then those things happen, happen. So it was in like Bruno was cursing them. My interpretation of the whole Bruno thing, and I really feel for the character. Um, and it's just like Bruno keeps telling people all of these things that are up to them, that are not up to him. They tell the priest, hey, you're going to lose your hair. And then the priest loses his hair. And that's like Bruno's fault. So how? But it's not really. There's a guy that he's like, hey, he told me I was going to grow like a big belly and then grew it. And it's like, yeah, well, that was up to you to kind of work out and not grow a belly. But you did. But it's Bruno's fault. And every, I feel like every single plot, every single negative thing that Bruno did, it was like, hey, all of these things that Bruno doesn't really control, you do. He tells you that it's going to happen. You don't do anything to change the outcome. And then Bruno cursed you. If you ask me, Bruno is the real victim of all this. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, all, yeah. Br- he was portrayed from the start as the villain. Yeah. I mean, you know? Bruno is... But he was the one actually trying to give everyone the heads up. Like, hey, this is going to happen. But people didn't like that because everyone else's gift was essentially useful, helpful, and positive. But his wasn't because his was reality. As in, this is going to happen for real. You don't like it? I'm sorry. I think you just said something very, very important. And it was like every everybody else's gift was like obviously positive. While Bruno's was like, Oh, it's it could like it's the truth. It could be negative, and, and nobody you know, likes to hear the sad. Yeah, truth. no, mm-hmm. nobody, it, nobody likes to hear the sad truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, at the at this rate, you're you're gonna get a gut, and then he got a gut because he can't. He kept going the same rate he was going to, and it was like mm-hmm. freaking Bruno. It had to be Bruno. <laughs> It was Bruno. <laughs> and it's so easy to blame other people. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. I can blame you right now. And I don't even have a reason to. But I think I can just, I, I just can. <laughs> but it was, if I was, if I had to think to award you with something, I would actually have to think about it. What do we think the sand represented in Bruno, Bruno's room? I didn't get, I didn't get a meaning out of it. And many, maybe it doesn't have one. But I kept looking at the sand and sand falling but I, I don't know what it symbolizes. I, I think it's, it's not that deep. It's just sand is usually um, used in, in, in time. Like mm-hmm. his power was to look, look at the future. And that I feel sense. like it's a reference to, to, to um, sand Prince clock. of Persia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what it also is about. The sands of time. <laughs> not so Prince of Persia. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, but I, I think it doesn't have anything to it. It's just like to represent time. And, and I, I might be wrong, and, and there's something deeper, but I wasn't able to see anything. Any Pixar director that wants to go and clarify, you're invited. Yeah, but what about the stairs? <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> it made, didn't like Bruno very it much. Made, I Bruno didn't even like his. It made no sense. It made no sense. They, they were saying, oh, I need a big space to do my job. But they gave him like the biggest skyscraper that didn't fit inside the house. At the uh, even himself, like Stephanie said, he was like, "Yeah, I chose to live within the wall. There's too many stairs in my room, anyways. Yeah. My room sucks." <laughs> it seemed very no lonely sense. there. He he looked happier like with the rats. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I like the rats. They were cool. The rats were amazing. Um. Yeah. 
Dolores a snitch? <laughs> Let me stop. You don't like Dolores? I think she's all right, but she's a snitch. Now let me stop. I think I think everything happened for a reason because of that vision that Bruno had. So even I don't know. Um, I'm just curious about everyone else's room. Just a uh, quick uh, praise for Dolores's like character design. Fuck yeah, like she looks amazing. Every time I'm on, a, I'm on Instagram, there's so much character art based on her her look. It's just really beautiful. And just quick praise on like Disney's ability to make um, curly hair texture that just look beautiful. It, yeah. it is. I love how they designed animated this movie yeah it's very diverse oh yeah based in colombia you can see all kinds of people there mm-hmm. yeah. i like that they moved to to create like as you said more people like with different features mm-hmm. I, th- mm-hmm. I think um they do amazing service it, it just looks so nice so awesome yeah and it makes very me beautiful. jealous yeah i mean it was i mean representation is really important and i feel like it, I mean, I don't know. It hits a certain place when you see yourself in characters. And and I feel like so, sometimes it, it's hard to, to understand that. And just sitting in the movie theater watching just these beautiful people that I could relate to was really awesome. And it, it just hit like a, just a familial place in my heart. Like I actually really cared for these characters, and I could I could see like, you know, in in the aunts like shit that could be my aunt that could be that could be my cousin. <laughs> no kidding, everybody has a Bruno in their family. Oh yeah, the oddball. <laughs> yeah. Are you one? <laughs> no, let's let's. I, I want to go back to Bruno and realize that he's the first one to try to break things, and it didn't work. And he was like, he had to leave. He cared, like, he cared so much about things that he said he was the first uh, Mirabel. He cared so much about things, but he wasn't as strong. And he was like, everybody says it's my fault, so I'm just going to remove myself from the, from the equation. And this is like the second or third time we see in the movie Sacrifice. Mm. Like, you have people sacrificing for, mind you, and um, Stephanie was saying before when we were watching the movie, about antagonists and protagonists and and i don't i i'm i feel strong about there's no antagonist because there's there's um there's a constant sacrifice and doing things for the family everybody's doing something for the family even the grandmother the grandmother is doing everything she's doing from the family i would just want to know what is your definition of an antagonist then well an antagonist is the bad guy no they're not always bad that is not what an antagonist means. An antagonist is just the person that gets in the way of the protagonist, which was Mirabel. But that's but that's I, what an antagonist is. And the only thing is different about this film is that it's not a normal antagonist. But here's the thing. It's a they're twist. Pro, the, they're both one the same thing. What? The ones of them both, of the grandma and Mirabel, are the same thing. They want to protect their family. They just have very different One views of it. was trying to stop the other, which was the grandma. She was trying I, to stop Mirabel from doing what she is destined to do, was to okay. help and fix the Encanto. But that's the thing. That's she, why I said there is a protagonist. But, pro, I mean, antagonists can change. 
I don't think she ever changed her position. Yeah, she did. At the end, she was accepting and she realized she opened her eyes. No, she changed the way she, she opened her eyes. But I think her her point was always to take care of the family. She was just holding on too tight. It, it, it was a situation of like, okay, I have to protect everything, protect everything, holding tight, holding tight, holding tight. Nothing can get out of this circle of here of control that I have of them. She wasn't really, she was hurting hurting them in in one way but and it was said that she was the one hurting the family she was she was but but what there there there's <laughs> something there brian no i i, I understand that- i understand both of you i still don't think she is an antagonist like i i understand like um like antagonists that are antagonists who want the same, but they uh, they have different ways of doing it, and they get in the way of the protagonist. It's like I, I understand that, that that part, but I don't think I don't I didn't see the grandma on being like against um, like Mirabel itself. Like I just saw her and like oh no, I'm just like protecting um, like the house. Like I feel like there's even even though there's even though. It, antagonist doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad i feel like there is like uh, a uh, there is there is a negative uh connotation to like hey you're being the antagonist which i don't think she was like i think she was just like an older person who was in control no and, and let's clarify this mirabel was obviously wrong about yes let's let's entertain that idea for a second about let's about what let's she was wrong about... every time so every every time she was seen by the grandmother first she was she was wrong um, in other uh, eyes yes no she was wrong if you if you would have asked anybody over there she was wrong she was wrong no, nobody nobody realized what she was trying to do mm-hmm. and um she was wrong until she wasn't but throughout the whole movie first everybody's trying to fix the house but she's uh lollygagging and burning some um paper on the front of the door yes she wanted to decorate but she was burning something in front of the door the grandmother wanted everything to be perfect and that was on the way mirabel was wrong uh mirabel was trying to help but everybody else had gifts and uh was you know they have they had a specific job to do mirabel didn't have any she was on the way so I'm I'm trying to sit on the on the uh, grandmother's perspective. I'm not saying she was right, or mm-hmm. she's in the in the in, in the she knew what she was doing, but Mirabel was wrong. So after careful consideration, I think I'm on Stephanie's side. Thank you, Chanel, because I feel like I've taken <laughs> Chanel, enough film classes to know who's an antagonist. Yes. Um, and that's why I strongly believe whoever told you that there's no antagonist in this movie wouldn't work to be a movie. There's an antagonist, mm. whether whether it's shown as this is person's a bad guy or she's part of the family. You can, don't have to be a bad guy to be an antagonist. Right. You can change. Right. A person can change. So there's several different archetypes, right? Not every protagonist is the same archetype. Not every villain or, you know, opposing force is the same archetype. Yes, the grandma had good, um, good intentions, right? They all did, ultimately. Hold on. Um, but in this case, the grandma is the antagonist against Mirabel, right? She is the authority figure 
in the in the house right and what she says goes and mirabel was the opposing character that went against what the grandma was telling her to do the grandma consistently said throughout the movie mirabel stop what you're doing whatever you're doing just stop it but everybody else said the same thing too you know so why? everybody else everyone is everyone else okay no that's not why because everyone else couldn't be who they are because of abuela Everyone had their standards and they had to stay that way. I think I'm going to go with the gals on this one. All right. It's, they were wrong. Mirabel was not wrong. I'll also tell you, I'm sure you've heard of the hero's journey mm-hmm. in film class. This is a classic hero's journey. Disney follows this method. Most, most animation companies do just because it makes sense. You have the hero's journey. You have the hero, which is Mirabel in her natural environment, right? The Casa Madrigal. Um, you have the call to action, right? Which is the house, the house premonition. The house is on crack, right? She's like, okay. The crack house. We got to figure out. The crack house. The crack house. Hey. We got to figure out what the, what's going on. The, the crack house. Crack in house. Meeting the mentor, I guess that would be Bruno, right? Bruno's helping her out um, to figure out what's going on in the house. You have... Um, I don't know, hold on. Meeting allies and enemies. Um, you have the family allies, right? Enemies. Obviously, her grandmother opposing her. Um, I mean, this is a long circle, but you know, growth. you get you get the growth, you get the road back to normalness. You but the, the normal world that she was in originally is different. Things have changed. The grandma changed her view on things. So it's not that she is your typical antagonist, but she is an antagonist. I agree. Oh, thank you. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Which will be the perfect segue to talk about our sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any. Um, (laughs) I want to I want to piggyback from that and and touch about the importance of rules. What do you think about rules? (laughs) I mean, rules for guidelines that help us be on the track that has proven to be successful but rules are not laws like in like we, we need to be able to see the rules and and make sure that they still apply and rewrite them if needed be um i guess if, if i can talk about I, I mean i have a background as a policy writer so if I talk about oh, rules, really? it's like <laughs> it's like yes, uh, like rules and policies are some things that things that are created for very specific situations. Uh, and it happens in government, happens in life. Your your mother grounds you and takes your Xbox away because that's a measure against you acting up and you being bad about the house. So it's um at some point you, you don't care about your xbox so your mom taking your xbox because you were being bad it's not going it's not going to be a rule of like to live for that's actually going to be productive so now like different measures need to be taken so i feel like that's the same with rules they're written for very to solve very specific situations and to apply to majority of the cases there's not perfect rules but they they, they you need to be they need to be flexible enough um to be open to change and new and new circumstances. I, I think we need to make up rules that we can break without breaking them too much. If you're unable to bend rules a little bit, 
sometimes there's just there, there's things that fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's inevitable. There you're there's there's just too many situations in life that you, there, it's impossible that you have a rule for all of them. Mm-hmm. And even if you do, it's like damn, relax. Why you have so many rules for absolutely everything? And, and just to just to clarify here, we're talking about rules in human behavior, right? Like yes, rules for people because that, there's definitely rules. Like I mean, I mean, you should you should you you shouldn't bend the rules of you know don't walk on on I don't know in, in the grass and. No, yeah, I, I I know. I'm I'm just making sure we clarify here that we're talking about Please, like rules and people. Dog, no, no rules in the movies or movie rules. <laughs> no, no, no. I I know. I'm just I'm just saying like. If I throw an apple, it's gonna fall or like they, they. Oh no 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 yeah. no no! Yeah, no. like I just well, those sure are different kind of rules. Those are physics yeah. <laughs> rules. Uh, those are we can't change. We don't set them anyways. True, true. Uh, yeah. We don't set those rules. Excuse me, the Earth is flat. Oh no, uh, flat Earth <laughs> over here. Oh my god, <laughs> those are not rules. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think those those fall into the. We call them rules because that's what we have that's the word we have to define them but i don't think they fall into rules i mean it takes a point something seconds from the uh um light of the sun to get to earth i think it's 8.7 or 8.4 something like that there's there's absolutely nothing i can do about i i didn't make that up i I, it's it's just is that's how it is it's a physics Mm -hmm. Uh, and and rules is just the way we we call them because well that's the way we call the things we make up to to that don't change. But I guess in in, in that way I guess it, it does make sense that and I don't want to go far from the movie but those rules we say that are set by physics but they're actually set by people interpreting like physics and they change like we we used to think we used to think of the world in a different way. Then and what I what I want to say like go back I want to use this to circle back into like rules need to be flexible. We need to think of like gravity. Like gravity is just gravity and it's equal everywhere. But then science, uh, like scientists, were like looking at other planets and realizing, hey, like um, objects are not behaving uh, how they're supposed to be behaving. But we have determined that there's gravity and there's a gravitational pull to the center of the planet. But we're observing that that's not the case. So then, like, you can say, okay, they, we were wrong. These rules applied only to Earth, not to other gravitational. There, uh, there are certain there are certain rules that don't change. Gravity rules haven't changed anywhere, and they don't change. No, but they have changed. They, we thought they did at some point. No, no, they didn't change. But our understanding, our of perspective them, on which them, which is which is which is why I wanted take it back in in being flexible if we just said hey like yeah this is the amount of uh like gravitational pull that every planet has which was the understanding at the time or that every like object is then we would be wrong and if we were not humble enough to step back and say hey maybe all of this that we know maybe these rules that we have said maybe they're not right maybe they're not the right guidelines so let's let's just um like the second you know the second has changed since it was invented really yeah the second was of uh i think the second was taken dividing the day by the minutes by the second of a certain plate until we discovered a new element i forgot the name of it but it vibrates oh i know the name (laughs) not this kind of program 
but <laughs> but no yeah there's an element that vibrates and that's how we've measured the second now so if the second is now equal everywhere it doesn't matter where you take it because this element just vibrates as that signal oh, i didn't know that which is great um let's go back to rules <laughs> rules we we should be able to bend rules we should be able to bend rules um otherwise we, as ryan said we wouldn't be able to come up with new things or or find it's like being biased by by rules and and, and this this movie is uh, a vivid example of it the the grandma has some rules because well there's things that would happen if she doesn't follow them but she if she follows them too tight well she forgets the reason she made the rules work what are the things that she has to follow well she has to make sure everybody's helpful everybody's um taking advantage of their gift uh, everybody's gift is working for something for good and 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 she doesn't re she doesn't stop to recalculate what does it mean to be useful and what does these rules really mean and 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 how they're not perfect like and and i said this before everybody hasn't most of them have an obvious useful uh, they're useful for an obvious reason um dolores can um, hear a mile away that that is obviously useful uh, luisa can lift the whole church that is obviously useful um, mirabel is not obviously useful so well she doesn't have a gift um, same thing with bruno he wasn't obviously useful because technically he was telling wrong people to everybody but we didn't stop to realize like yeah maybe your your rule of obviously useful it's it's not working and it's no bueno that I, i feel like that's where i wanted to get with what you told me that we need to wait to speak about which is not bruno oh really i thought you were gonna say what i was gonna say at the end probably but i but i was let's gonna... let's let's all, both say both say at the same side at the end let's see if it's the same it would all be right. it would be amazing if it is that special <laughs> like like brian is looking at you like what in the world to how do you the, know to, what i'm gonna i mean say? other people who watch the movie and are listening to this probably got to this conclusion as well so it's, it's not anything special <laughs> and, and i think it's for True. listeners who already watched it just say it <laughs> i mean i i think and something that the grandmother didn't understand is that everybody's gifts it's usually what they need for um if you look at the little um is it antonio mm-hmm Yeah, the kid. Kid. yeah, like he was very insecure. Like, he, was he was afraid. A very, like afraid, like insecure kid. But then when he got all of these animal friends, you can see that his like personality completely changes throughout the movie. He's very confident. And you can tell when he gives Bruno the little like, uh, like stuffed animal. And he's like, oh, like for the nerves. And then he leaves like in a very just like confident <laughs> way on top of like. I'm just going to ride away in my tiger. Bye. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. not a tiger. <laughs> And and to me, that's like, okay, that's the gift that that kid like needed at the time. Mirabel was a happy kid, was a seemingly happy kid, and they were explaining like how the gifts and how everything. And then she went and she didn't get a gift. What? Because she didn't need one. Like as a like personally, she didn't need a gift that would um like help her. So I'm thinking the. But on that had like a cloud over her head. I want to talk about like, that lady. She was um uh, like we can 
we can get to her and talk about her character personally, but I I believe uh, her name is uh, Peppa. Peppa. Oh, so, yeah, Peppa. Yeah, so Peppa the pig. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she, she was very easily, like, agitated and couldn't put her thoughts and her emotions together. So if she didn't have her power, which was, like, the weather showing her emotions, I think people probably would just think, hey, like, what's wrong with her? But they wouldn't know what's like going on with her. I feel like having like the weather like that, it's an open boat to like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And people could like actually understand her better. So I feel like all of the like the the first daughter, she needed to be strong because she's the first daughter and all of this pressure of like being like one of the pillars of the family. The like the first of a generation. You need well, to be well, strong. Well, the 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 she was not in the same generation as the aunt. No, no, no. Okay. But but she was the first of a generation. Yes. yes. Like she was the older, uh, like Mirabel's old, oldest sister. So she was on her mom. She was the first child. Yes. She was the first generation. First generation, I feel like, and it's not like they're given this gift when they're, when they're like babies. Like they're, they've already lived some. So as a child of the first generation, what do I think that I need? I need to be strong for my family because people tell me you're the, and especially with a grandma who was very intense, telling probably telling her, hey, you're the first, you need to be strong for the family. She got super strength. And, and I feel like most of the powers you can see that are like related to something that people needed. And Mirabel didn't get a power because she didn't need it. Like the first scene is her talking to the grandmother and she just seems like a very happy child. Her mom and her dad look awesome, like as parents and just, really loving people so she was probably having an okay like upbringing there and everything changed where she didn't get a power but people interpreted as like hey she didn't get a power because she's not special but i just feel like the house was just like hey fam i don't there's no power i can give you that would make your life better just keep doing there's what a you're reason doing. why she didn't have i power. didn't i didn't see it from that way i love what you said i mean i don't know if that's what it is and how they wanted it to be but i really love that interpretation i really love that interpretation i, I didn't I can see it i didn't notice it before and i have my own interpretation of it but i think it's it's it just sounds perfect and mm -hmm. if you think about it even the 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 kid of the peppa of the on peppa his antonio no no antonio the older the, the, the one in the middle, there is um, Camilo. Camilo, that shapeshifts. And, and you can see in one of the scenes when, when everything starts falling apart that obviously, well, Peppa shows her emotions physically by changing the weather. He is there changing into things to make her feel better. And, and, and he is the one actually attending to her. I didn't even see that. Yeah, he, he he is the one attending to her. He he is the one in the room when 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 Mirabel is running inside the walls with, with Bruno. That it, it gets that bump and it gets him electrocuted and he changes into different things. He's the one trying to soothe her yeah. and trying to calm her down. Which we it will make a lot of sense why uh, why he changes his shape. Mm -hmm. That that that's a great approach. And I wh what do you think about people controlling their feelings though? I feel like. The the own Peppa has like a very very big issue of if she's angry, well, is it gonna rain on everybody and or or is it gonna thunderstorm or like she she's constantly fighting her own feelings to that 
physically show. I mean, usually people mm -hmm. don't do this. If, if you're angry, well, you're just angry. You might smash something, but it's not going to cause a whole hurricane. I mean, and that's something you see in families, like where there's someone who's like clearly not okay. Someone who like starts crying and you're like, hey, take your crying. Like, just don't be crying. Like, don't cry. And you need to uh, be happy and sunny because everybody's happy and sunny. So you just need to show that same happiness as everybody else. Can, can we talk about the extremes of it, though? Because mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's two parts of it. There is mm -hmm. you either show your you, you either don't show your feelings, which is a problem, mm -hmm. or show them to uh, in a, in a non-productive way. And I feel like, let's say, if you're angry and it thunderstorms for absolutely everybody, well, we should manage that a little. And controlling is, is not, or suppressing is not the right um, word. It's more like managing. Managing and, and having control over the way you, you let people in a thing. It's not always productive um, to just, you know, oh, I'm angry, so I have the right to rain on everybody. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Let's talk about Isabella. I think she was the perfect in every way, right? She was the one that was seen in the vision. Why is that? Why do you think that Bruno saw her and not the grandma? I I actually think he saw the grandma. No, we did see the grandma first from the side. But then it turns out later, why do you think we saw Isabella at the end? I'm still, I don't know why, but I'm still, con for me, I know it looks like Isabella, but for me, I'm convinced that it was the grandma younger. I agree with that. You think so? I think, I think, yeah, watching the movie again, I realized that they look so alike and that That's it true. was, it was a, it was a mistake or a, uh, what, how do I say? Like it, it, it just it was. You're seeing the vision, and you're thinking it's Isabella. The movie's misdirecting you because mm -hmm. you're thinking, oh, okay, they just have to like work things out with each other. But it wasn't her. It was the grandmother. I I think it's. I I want to disagree, and I, I have I have a theory. Okay, you go. No, go ahead. My reason, what I took from that was like, yeah, she do look. She looks very similar, like the grandmother, but. I don't think it was at the very end. I think in the beginning, it was the grandmother because you didn't really get to see the face until later when she turns and flips her hair. That was obviously... I think they Isabella. want you to think that. Yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like she was shown because that's, that's when Mar Mirabel had to realize she needed to rekindle something within the family. There was already personal issues in the house. And I feel like that was her first step to start figuring out what is wrong mm. with the family, mm. what is wrong with the magic. I have a theory. And there was a discovery there. I have a theory of why it was her. And it was because she was perfect. And, and Mirabel needed to realize that even though on paper she was perfect, there was not everything was right. I mean, she already took care of Luisa. So let's check that out. Now let's go to Isabella which it's perfect. So what could possibly be wrong with, with you? You have everything. You're pretty. Everybody loves you. Mm -hmm. We need to realize that sometimes things 
aren't oh, like they right look there. like. Yeah. <laughs> and also that, you know, people have problems at different levels. You, I mean, I have a different level of problems and, 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 and let's bring this to society. We often have the misconception that let's say I'm poor and you're rich and because I'm poor, I have better problems than you that are rich, that are rich or problems that are more important. And uh, or, 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 let's, or let's take it from the, away from the economical aspect. Let's say you have an issue, uh, a mental issue, let's say, and I have a physical issue that everybody can see. You can argue that my issue is bigger than yours because, well, you can see mine and mine hurts physically. But that doesn't mean that yours is, you don't have issues either. You have your own, your own issues. And I think this is why uh, Isabella is shown in the vision because you see her from the beginning. She's perfect. And, and, Senorita perfecta. Yeah. And every, like, what, what can, what could, and even, and if you notice when they're singing about Bruno, let's, let's go, let's go back to Bruno. When they're singing about Bruno and everybody's like, oh man, they, they, she said my fish would, would die and, or I would get fat and I'll get bold. And then Isabella is like, oh, he said I was, I'm going to get married to, and, and he's going to want me and That's love me. That's not what she's saying. What she said. She did not say that. Her, what Bruno told her was that her, she was going to grow. And be and, and her powers are gonna grow. That's it. She didn't talk about nope. love and marriage. Yes, she did. She did. No, she didn't. He did. He did. Uh, go back. It was Dolores that said that she had a love. No, no, no. That no. was that already before, taken before Dolores before Dolores said it. Um, he said um after after he um after he meant after she mentions oh you're gonna grow beautiful and nice. And uh, your your love is gonna be like you're you're gonna have the love. No, the exact quote is: He told me that the life of my dreams will be promised and someday be mine. He go. told me that the power that my power would grow, like the grapes that thrive on the vine. That's not what what was the marriage part? The 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 first part: the life of my dreams will be promised. Oh, that has that has to do nothing to do with no, her marriage. marriage. Her marriage was promised. She's no. not married. She didn't want the to. The life of my dreams. Oh, I thought she said the love of my no, dreams. No. The life of my dreams. I see. I know I'm not bugging. <laughs> but okay, her, her life is portrayed as perfect, even by Bruno. But then you get into her in, into her room, or, or Maribel gets into her room with a plan of, yeah, I'm going to say sorry, but w- w- what is she even complaining for, for being perfect? And then she realized, yes, dude, I have to be perfect because I'm being told to be perfect. And if I'm less than perfect, well, I'm going to be like you and nobody's going to, you know, consider me as special anymore. And on top of that, I have to marry this person that I don't want to marry for the sake of my family. I'm doing my part, too. Like mm-hmm. she, she's also doing her part, but we don't realize it because her part is just be perfect. But that's not always easy either. And, 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 it, and it takes work and, and, and it takes effort. We we need to consider that. Is she younger than Maribel? I don't no. think so. She's older. Mirabel is the youngest. Yeah. Mirabel, sorry, not Maribel. Um, no, because I and, I, and I've spoken about this with like Chanel. This is a dynamic that happens a lot uh, in families. Because if you see the family, like um, Luisa, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's like the strong one, the older like, sister. And her, the things she needs to worry about are like 
plan all the secrets and like making sure everything like everything is taken care of she's the oldest mirabel she's the middle child her job is literally to get she's the youngest one yeah oh yeah. so it's not an... okay never mind on what i was saying <laughs> no but but i would say that her expectation of like being perfect all the time it, it's something that happens like sometimes to some ch children mm -hmm. whereas like hey like all the jobs are defined you do this you stay out of the way and this kid you get the best grades um you you're perfect like your job is to be perfect and to bring no disappointment to the family and the parents usually project like the, the image i'm like oh no this oh yeah this kid is getting straight a's and she always um like she's really uh polite and she does well what i say she does what <laughs> i say and, and this kid grows up and it's like okay i'm I'm in this mall or it's just like okay i can't i can't afford to uh do anything wrong because if i do like my parents say that i'm the perfect child but if i'm not perfect then who are you yeah and and, and i feel like that happens to her and it's something that is portrayed and maybe I'm looking too much into it, but have you seen these kids where they're like really the perfect child, but then they, they find something and they just go like in a spiral, like a downward spiral of like, just like bad things and bad decisions. I feel like showing like the Disney stars, huh? like real life Disney channel stars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Miley. No, and wow. <laughs> No, no, but what I mean is like when she gets angry and she's talking to Mirabel and she makes like this like cactus and she's like, oh my God, it's not perfect. And she sees that she hurts like herself with it. Like she pinches her finger and then she goes balloon. It's creating all these like non-beautiful roses and all these things that she's not supposed to be creating. And she just goes ballistic in there, is creating everything. And, and I feel like that's something that happens too with children that are like the movie it's a little bit more positive but i feel like children who are usually like hey this is going to be the perfect child and you're gonna be you're gonna do everything really like well like sometimes just one day go out there and they find hey this is not perfect and it's actually kind of nice and i like it and, and that creates just like a lot of uh, like issues and again i am not a psychologist and i probably don't have statistics on this to uh, say that this is an absolute this is just my opinion on what what i got from it too. no you can see it a lot you can you can see it you can see it going to school you can see it uh, in movies you can see it everywhere there's always this kid that has to prove something to their parents they are technically successful but they're unhappy because they never have to think of what they wanted never never did what they actually wanted because everything else is too risky mm -hmm. you know there's there's an actual issue with um the the taking risk part of things and some people are just not good at it just because well they they couldn't afford to do it as a kid well and fail and not be special anymore where like and i think we we have an issue with sometimes and and we see this a lot with with kids that people glorify their kids say, oh no, they're perfect. And yeah, he's great. And he does everything he's told. And and he doesn't make any mistakes. And then you grow up with the conception of like, if I make a mistake, it's gonna be bad. If I make a mistake, it's 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 gonna suck. It's really gonna suck. And 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 then you have the thing that you're not ready for mistakes. And and that's exactly what you're saying, that they go down to an extreme 
to to an spiral. These kids are not ready for mistakes. They're not prepared. They they see that as a spiral though. Oh no no, no. no I'm not no, saying no. this happens to her, but oh. but I what I do see that when she creates, she's so like when she creates something that is not perfect, she's so shocked by it, and and she loves it, and she's just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, they, I made this mm-hmm. and it's not perfect because they've never made anything that's not perfect. Mm-hmm. So failure in in and not even because creating a cactus is not failure. It's not. It's just different because it she's it's- supposed to be perfect. She's supposed to make roses. But she made this cactus and it's like, oh my God, it's not perfect. But I love it. And you know who proves this issue and who has this issue in, in the movie? Dolores. She can hear Bruno. She can hear everything. She probably knows absolutely everything that happens and everything was wrong and everything was right. But we don't talk about Bruno. And if you get out of line, well, you're probably going to join Bruno. Like Mirabel almost did. Mm-hmm. So now you have this kid that knows what's happening. She understands, like, and she says a couple of times, like she says it on the first song, we don't talk about Bruno. And then she said it at the end. I always heard him. I hear the rats on the wall. I hear him. Uh, I hear his sand. I, I hear him mumbling. He, she, she was always able to know he was there. She probably knew he cared about the family because he probably talked to, to those rats a whole lot. I'm just going <laughs> to say, Bruno was eating scraps. And sharing his food with rats in the walls, and she knew he, she was there and never passed on that iPod. But she was too afraid to do so, and 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 and, and risk it to get found, and get casted away, or not be perfect, or be less than perfect. Oh no 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 no! Who can afford that? She already she already saw where that got other people. So why would you do that? It's it, and it happens a lot. Like uh, we 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 see the example. We'll see the example. Hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that happens a lot, which is like also like perfect children whose siblings would be getting mistreated, and they're like, yeah, I can, I can say like maybe the situation. No, I'm not mistreated per se, but just like unfair situations for their siblings. Um, especially like when um, and it's something that happened in the movie where like it's like there's a the perfect child. And a lot of the times it's like, why can't you be more like in that person? It's like, yeah, I, I could jump and defend. It's like, hey, don't compare your sister to me. Because I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm just trying to be me. But are you going to like do that to, to the authority figure that's telling you? It's like, hey, she's doing it well. You're not. And I, and I think that's why we need to be careful with... Um... First, the power of perceptions and how, how we see things. Um, we need to be flexible how we see things. If, if you pick up a truth and then you stick with that truth for too long, that truth will stop being truth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it happens all the time. Um, you, you see how things were true at the beginning. You know, the grandma created this family. It worked. It was all great. It, it, it took them out of, of you know, the, the, the trouble they had. Mm-hmm. But then, it, as generations passed down, she didn't. There wasn't the same truth. Nobody was chasing them. She didn't need. She didn't. Uh, she didn't need to hold them so tight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and and then that's when it's the the damage starts. When when I stick with, uh, yeah, this is what I know, and uh, this is what it is. And and there's, you can't tell me because this worked before, so you can't tell me 
uh, it's gonna be different because otherwise you're wrong. We need to consider. We need to consider things. Bruno saw everything since the beginning. He saw the future. He probably saw the present. He knew he couldn't fix things, and he knew people were mad at him, so he passed himself away, or at least it seemed like that. Um, but he was probably right, and and until somebody else with a new perspective came. And, and and told him like, hey, I think you you have the answer that that might help me. And he was like, yeah, I don't know, man. No, it, we we need to make sure we have room for improvement mm -hmm. and 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 room to be wrong because otherwise, well, we're not gonna grow. I think Maribel actually had a gift. But it, it, did you see the grandma with a gift? The grandma does not have a gift. She doesn't, right? At the very last song. And that's what I meant when there's a reason why Mirabel does not have a gift. And, and I think she's in my same um, um, brainwave right now. Because that's she's the new grandma. She's the new she, generation. She's the new grandma. She's the new leader of the grandma. And she says it in, in one of the last songs when, when she's talking to everybody. Um, she is. She she mentioned something very important, and that is actually true. Everybody wants to be a star and shine, but stars don't shine; they, they burn. burn. And constellations change. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna circle back all the way to the beginning when she is the one walking the new generation to the door. She is the one changing things. She realizes she's there saying, "Yeah, the old administration is not working right." Not because of a lack of love or of a lack of which is that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and and not of a lack of love because the grandma had a great deal of love for everybody. Uh, on the contrary, she was doing everything out of love or out of her, her feelings, mm -hmm. but it wasn't working anymore. We needed a new vision, and 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 the grandma asked for it to her gift, mm -hmm. and then she said, "Oh, I I asked your 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 grandfather for help, and mm -hmm. he." And he sent me you. That's the gift. Maribel is the gift. Mirabel. Caramba, Mirabel. Mirabel. But, and, and then when, when Mirabel comes to open the door, she was actually the gift. She was the new gift. Mm -hmm. the, the, the new person. Like, and, and you can, let's go all the way to the beginning. Everybody trusted Mirabel. Even though she, everybody thought she was doing things, things wrong. Luisa didn't talk to anybody but Mirabel. Then, then Dolores either, or the new kid, um, Antonio. Antonio. Everybody would talk to Mirabel, and then she is she she knew from the beginning, and she has this strong connections to the house, and and she knows she notices everything, and she notices where everybody's lacking, and she notices, and 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 she's so powerful and and smart that she even tells herself damn i really want to know what's wrong even if it's me she goes to bruno's cave and said and, and sees herself and she 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 doesn't do it out of uh she doesn't have like a big ego and she says i have to fix this and 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 and, and this is what i'm gonna do it's more like i need to find out what's wrong and if it's me i need to know so well, 
I know. So it's me. I'm the issue. She needs to understand. It's not like, oh, no, I'm not the issue. I'm definitely not the issue. It's more like we don't know what the issue is and we need to find out to solve it. And I think that's a huge thing. We were talking about that earlier, about the importance of finding the, the actual reasons of why things are broken. And I think that's uh, very, that, that's imperative if you want to solve a problem. You can solve a problem that you don't have the exact answer to. Um, you might be able to do a temporary thing, but then, you know, if, if, you, if you look at it lightly, every, from everybody's perspective, it was um, Mirabel's fault. But if, if you actually looked at it, it's like, oh, no, Mirabel was actually very right. And she was observing everything from outside of our perfectness. Uh, and she was able to see it. Um, so I think she's the new grandma. She's just the new grandma. She's guiding the new generation. And uh, it was uh, so brief. Leader. It was so brief because they, they opened it right away. But if you see at the door of the entrance of the new house, Maribel is at the center. Mirabel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mirabel is at the very center. Mm-hmm. And the house is her room. Because right. the door, yeah, her door the is, the, is the mm-hmm. house exactly. uh, door. Can we? Can we just talk about the grandma real quick? Like, can we? No, no, no. She's not a bitch. Not until the end. No, we have no, an no. issue with Blaine. She's not ever. a bitch. Yeah, she's, I don't think she's, she's ever the bad person. She's not. She's not. Ever? No. I don't think she is a bad Dude, person. You gotta. You, you can't. This is what's wrong with this generation. <laughs> you can't just put a label on people. You have to see them. You have to see. And that doesn't excuse any any um, pain that she brings. Of course not. But that doesn't mean that she does it maliciously. She's not an evil person. And I think her trauma, like, I think this movie for me, like, you know, all the characters are amazing. But the last few scenes where you're seeing the, the grandma's trauma, like, fucking tears me up inside um and she's she's carrying the trauma and you i i realized that watching it for the second time the the cape the black cape that she wears is her grieving her husband and 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 also if you if you notice at the end mirabel also points out this trauma mirabel also realized after she tells the grandma hey, you're breaking everything and runs away. When the grandma comes here and tells her, and, and hey, this is what I see. This is how I feel. This is where Pop got pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're pop going to hell. hell. <laughs> you're going to hell. <laughs> Not with Pop Pop. No, this is what Mirabel sees that, man, I've been thinking she was wrong this whole time, but she's trying to protect us. This is what happened. Like, I'm sorry you have to go through that. And and I understand now why you do what you do. Like, I understand it all. I accept it. We just need to adjust and fix things. You know what I think, though? Um, with, with what the grandma said to me about saying, like, he sent me you. She, she hasn't had the time to, to grieve this whole time. 
She didn't. This whole time. on her own. Yes. Mm. In a town, in a town, and that a group of refugees her. to to take care of because yeah. she was entrusted with she, the encampment. She hit the ground running to take care of everyone, right? And and she hasn't had time to grieve. And that grief, right? That and most people can understand this, right? Like when you're grieving someone, it's hard. It's hard to grieve. You don't want to feel that, you know, the grief. So you distract yourself with everything else. Okay, I need to be a good mother. I need to be a good grandmother. I need to be a good leader, right? And you get so lost in those roles that you need to provide with other people that you forget about everything that is actually important. Yes, great point. The importance of the important things. And and I think that is why, um, you know, we talked about how the house is like the grandfather. The grandfather, um, I think, did choose Mirabel to, to continue on, right? But he also sent me, not sent me to bed, obviously. <laughs> he like didn't give birth to her. But like, I think she is, is, is almost still there in spirit, right? Like he se- almost sends her to the grandmother for her to like grieve finally. For her Some to, help. to help her mm-hmm. to move on. The grandmother from the beginning was clearly supposed to be kind of like the protector and manager of the... Um, of the house and something like a common theme across it is just like everybody like doing like their part but if you see like there's a lot of talking about like helping like Luisa like you're not like yeah you're the strongest but you don't have to pick up this like crumbles like on your own like other people can help you Mm. but but one thing that you have to see also is like the grandmother didn't have any help with some um she started everything a whole town by herself like from the ground she, she didn't get like help in guiding other people either mm-hmm. like she was the like yes some of the uh older uh like some of her kids that were older now they have their kids also but they also have their issues and i feel like in in like mirabel's mom was very like nurturing and they did have like more of like a soft like approach to mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. So, so she she wasn't just like a hey let me lead these people the only person that had that kind of like quality and was just like, hey, let me bring all these people together. Let me make sure all of this is uh, like working. Where, where the grandma and Mirabel, and, like, and Mirabel was, working. was fixing things, decorating. She would, she was not asked to decorate, but she started putting up candles and stuff in like the house. And no one else did that. Everybody else was just like following orders. It's like, okay, I'm fixing what the grandma told me to do. But who's still in the grandma to do? The grandma's just there. It's like, okay, I think, and and that's why. I, that's why I don't assign bad intention to the grandmother. And she may have been an antagonist, but she's not a villain. Mm-hmm. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. She's not a villain. Because <laughs> yeah, she, she's not that. bad. Like, she's not bad. She was never bad. Because if I was put in her situation, and I have triplets and a pound to take care of, I would have crumbled under the pressure. Oh, yeah. So I just see I, a woman. I only said that she was a bitch. Not that she's a bad person. It's because she was very hard on Mirabel. And everyone else saw that but her. But she, she had a reason to do so, though. She she couldn't afford to make a mistake. She couldn't afford, like, to... 
but that's what she thought that she was doing no right. yeah yeah and 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 that's the issue she lost sight like the mm-hmm. side of what's important and i think that the 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 movie touches that and it's like the most important thing ever losing sight of what's important you have a means you know a, a means for an end and not an end for a means yes we have a gift so we can take care of the people we love um if you don't if you don't take care of the people you love or well, what do you have a gift for it's it, it, it you have to be able to and and that and we we see that happening like everywhere now in the world in general in everything we start like okay and and this happens in a regular family in a regular family you have um, the, the american model family you have a mom that works a dad that works and a kid that well goes to school and more more than often we we see this all the time you know dad doesn't have time to spend with the kid and the family because well he has to work to provide for the kids and the family but he's not providing the most important thing for the kids and the family because he doesn't have time because you know it, it's a weird circle where we we miss the point and and i think it's very important we realize that one thing like if you miss one thing it's it's hard for us to realize when to stop uh, doing things um for for other people and when we're hurting them and when we're when it's just enough and and to divide our time wisely and to divide our wanting wisely and to to figure out what is it that you want and and just to my compromise on that i don't think the grandmother was a bitch <laughs> if i would put it in in that language i would say i think she was being a bitch which is a completely different okay. thing let me rephrase she was being a bitch okay, okay? Uh, that that i can agree <laughs> with and and that's something there yeah like when when i work retail and i know this is completely unrelated a coworker didn't get in trouble because he called a customer he told me hey you're being an asshole sir and when he was called into management he was just like no he was making a mess on the store like on purpose he was being an asshole but he was getting in trouble because the customers say hey your employee called me an asshole and he was like whoa 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 i never called you an asshole you were being an asshole so i told you you're being an asshole you're not an asshole yourself you're just acting like an asshole which which that i would give the grandma's not an asshole she was being an asshole. i mean it's not a bitch she's kind of being a bitch yeah um i think we got to the main point of the whole movie and it's so taking care <laughs> we did it hey what do i win nothing i'll leave nothing <laughs> great <laughs> please exit as fast as possible no <laughs> No <laughs> that's what you get from this emotional damage no, <laughs> no um i i think the the most important point of uh, of of this whole conversation let alone the movie is that sometimes we miss the why we're doing things and it's important we have them clear you don't have to want something you don't have to um have a purpose you don't you don't have to do things but when you do Remember the reason why you're doing them cuz otherwise it just doesn't work. It gets it, it breaks on the process. Um the, and and we need sometimes we need to uh be reminded, you know, take some time off. 
um, spend time with, 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 with whatever you care for. It doesn't have to be with your family. Um, I don't know. Do, do, what, do what the unworking 14-year-old, no, that's probably a bad advice. Don't do what the 14-year-old do, would do. No. Don't play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't. But if you do, remember why you're doing it. <laughs> remember why you're doing it. Uh, um, you, you don't, again, you don't have to have a purpose. You don't have to have a reason. But when you're doing something, remember why you're doing that. And you should be fine. It's just sometimes we, it, it's, we, we take one side more than the other one. And uh, we, we need to try to keep everything balanced. As I said, take, take some time off from work. If you're working 80 hours a day and um, because your family needs you. Wait, I think the math is wrong on that. You said 80 hours a day? My days take 80 hours. <laughs> if you're working 80 hours a day, so in somewhere in some planet, there's... I am committed. If you're if you're working eighty hours a day because of your kids, uh, I, I don't know. Your kids are benefiting from that. You can give them money, love, not love. But, you know, I don't think they want that. They might need it some sometime, but they need the other thing more. Um, and 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 if what you care is about money, work eighty to eighty hours a day. It's fine. That that's what you really want. But make sure that is that what you really want. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining and for making it for this long. Um, I know we've been here for a minute. See how long? Because <laughs> anybody uh, been timing this? I, I, I wanted, I, I wanted, I want, I wanted to invite everybody to discuss this kind of things and to analyze the reason why they do things. Just because I feel once we start doing this, we're we're just gonna have better lives. We're gonna be better to each other. We we're gonna love more. We're gonna have time to do things that. That we wanted to do and we're, we're going to be able to take better decisions that are better for us um i invite you to join every two weeks um in the same place you just heard me today and i think it will be fun um we are not professional psychologists um, um scientists biologists but i think if we talk for long enough and we touch enough topics we're either going to find out that we that we're very wrong or very right and i think it's important to find it out i am human and that's all the qualifications we, i need yeah we're professional humans so i think that like you you us. actually i, I, I want to disagree you're not a professional human the definition of professional is when you get paid for what you do you don't get paid for being a human therefore you're not qualified I get, not I get paid in experience. <laughs> My only fan disagrees. You say your only fan? <laughs> My only fan's account disagrees, so...